0: Stay tuned. East Side Radio,
1: 89.7 FM. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking Waves here on 89.7 Eastside FM with your hosts Alex Healy and Arabella Alamy. On today's show, we are interviewing David from Dowie's Podcast Network about the world of collectibles. Yes, we are. But first, before we interview him, how have you been, Alex?
0: I have been good, thanks. Um, I'm feeling great. Uh, except my parents sat me down the other week oh. and said that my brother's doing the HSC. He has two months till he's done. So that's four weeks of oh. school, three weeks of exams. And they basically said, you can't go out for the next two months until December 1st. I'm fully vaxxed. You're grounded. I can't go, <laughs> literally granted I can't go out till December 1st when he's finished the HSC. What's the reason for that? Because a close or casual contact cannot enter the campus so if my brother is a casual contact or you know has COVID he can't do his HSC and it's like I will not be able to live with the guilt that I was the reason that I stuffed up Christian's future because I went to a bar so I'm really in a moral dilemma You could mean that whole school doesn't do well in their HSC. I know. So
1: how are you going to manage (laughs) that? Shuts down,
0: review. Look, for the next two weeks, I'm kind of going – I'm going to go out here and there. Maybe like once every week because obviously I can't be in – not go out for three three months. And then again for two months. Like that's five months altogether of not going out. So I'm like, hmm, I'm just going to – it's yeah. a good plan. I know. But how well, are you? I,
1: yeah, I'm good. Well, I hope all those HSC students, after the year they've had, I know. have the best of luck and they can get through this year. And, and I'm just here, like, I can't go out.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that explicit warning for our first song, which is Scoop by Lil Nas X featuring Doja Cat. Ooh, I love
2: Doja Cat. Oh, she's a good one. i working she? on my body. You ever seen a nigga hit Pilates? No, I ain't feeling sorry. Been in the kitchen bumping Nasirati, shit. I've been in the crib going crazy. I've been moving work on the daily. Baby, ain't you trying to be a baby? Understand I'm just trying to be the daily. Go My ex in my phone trying to get back Don't you hit me with that, miss, you ain't with that Now it's, he get flown and he sit back And I won't call on the phone if I hit that And I'm trying to fuck little nigga, fuck the chit chat Ain't talking guns when I ask where your dick at I've been working on my body You ever seen a nigga hit Pilates? No, I ain't feeling sorry been in the kitchen bumpin' Nazarati Shit I've been in the crib going crazy I've been movin' work on the daily Baby ain't tryna be a baby Understand I'm just tryna be the daily
3: Tomorrow is my day off okay. All them rehearsals got me tight Look at the payoff okay. And now my body look like something you did take off I just got my veneers out. bitches wanna rip they face off But you thought you'd have a chance after you wanna disrespect me Let him apologize and eat it in a band-y. He named my right she Jennifer and left one Lopez Can't call me stupid with this big old fucking forehead motherfucker Let
2: me stop working overtime to make sure I'll be the scoop. They gon' know me, scoop.
1: That was a great song it had a lot of swear words <laughs> more than i expected <laughs> yeah but it was fun to dance to. so thank you alex yeah. <laughs> You're extreme <welcome>. explicit <laughs> yeah <laughs> well
0: time for the interview we have david from the dpc podcast network he's going to give us the 401 on the world of collectibles welcome david how are you
4: hi good thanks thanks for having me tonight thanks uh Eastside fm for the invitation i'm um, happy to be here.
1: Okay, David. What is it that you do? What area of collecting are you here to tell us about tonight? Uh,
4: well, Arbella, um, I especially concentrate on, well, comic books, but I really look at uh, everything in the collectible world, really what used to be classified as, I'd say, nerd culture. <laughs> uh, you, you know, comic books, trading cards, toys, any side sort of pop culture that people like to collect and look at.
0: Mm, So would you classify yourself as a nerd? (laughs)
4: Um, Well, no. Like, the industry or the fandom used to have a pretty bad reputation. I don't know uh, anyone familiar with The Simpsons has seen comic book guy. They've made out the uh, stereotype of the neck-bearded guy with the receding ponytail who lives in his mother's basement. But uh, no, the the industry's changed quite a bit. Um, mm. There's lots more females, lots more high-end investors, lots more normal people. And it's, um, yeah, I'd say it's something that's grown massively in popularity over the last few years.
1: Ah, the comic book guy. Yes, I think we all remember him. The worst episode ever.
4: Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world.
1: So you said things have changed. How so?
4: Uh, Especially over the last two years with COVID, uh, prices, uh, the involvement of a lot of people, I think, you know, with shops closed and people sort of sitting at home with extra money to spend has really generated a lot of uh, interest in the whole industry from trading cards, comic books, comic art, toys, uh, all over all types of collectibles, even, you know, NFTs, which are internet collectibles. And oh. you've got yeah, just a massive influx of uh, money and people into it into the industry.
1: So, what's the difference between a comic book collector and a comic book investor?
4: Good question. Uh, I'd probably say a comic book collector is someone that's into the characters, the artwork, the stories. They sort of they love what they read, and they collect it with a bit of passion. Whereas a comic book investor is really someone that's just collecting to resell at a profit. They just want to make money. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think the big change has been the comic book investors and collectibles that way over the last few years.
0: Interesting. And would you say that the market is big enough for both types of people? Like, is there a limit to the maximum spending point? Uh, selling point I, I mean?
4: Yeah, I think, no, I think there's still a lot of room for growth. Um, that's, yeah, it's a good question. I think the comic book market, like over the last three months there's been the world record has actually been set for a comic book, which was three point (gasps) six million dollars. No. Even for little basketball cards, the world record was set of You know, two point eight million dollars, and that was broken a few weeks later for another three point five million. So, it's growing, and it's and these weren't those cards were ones that were only came out in the last few years. So, it's not like people have got things that they found in their grandma's attic. These are things that you can sort of buy, and within a few years, you can make make that type of money. I really
0: underestimated this whole thing. I I was thinking like collectibles from the eighties would be worth so much, but not a new you know, collectible that's worth $3 Who, I want to know who bought that. I really Uh, want to, you know. It was
4: was confidential. It was, uh, but (laughs) it's someone, because now you've got people that used to traditionally, you know, invest in stocks or artwork or property. And now as part of their investments, they're going into this type of thing. So these Mm -hmm. are people who are going to high-end auction sites and, you know, getting their financial advisors to get them involved in this. So. Big money, big money.
1: So I imagine this would happen mostly in America as the like, epicenter of pop culture. How is it being down here in Australia?
4: Uh, yeah, it can be a hassle being Australia, you know, at the end of the, the world. But, uh, you know, with the internet, with the globalized world at the moment, I think things are a lot easier. Um, and that's why there is a lot of things on the internet that can help. There is... Uh, you know, there is podcasts that help out in internationally and here in Australia, there is uh, people I know that are in involved in podcasts for the collectibles market here, especially in Australia. And funnily enough, Australia has had a long history of uh, collectibles, especially comic books. Uh, since the 70s, there's always been comic book stores in Australia. So it's yeah, really real long history in Australia with the collectibles market.
0: Cool. Yeah, it seems like there is a lot to know about this for a beginner. If I was someone who was really into Batman, you know, is... (laughs) I'm so into Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Is there somewhere or a place that I can go to get information, get help about getting into this comic scene?
4: Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, well, you know, not just for beginners, people in between, even so-called experts. You know, you're always learning. I'm, every day, there's new things I'm picking up. Uh, As I said before, the internet is a great place to start. Um, The collectible community here, both internationally, and Australia, there's um, there's the the podcast starting uh, in the next few weeks, which the DPC net. So, yep, the DPC yeah. Podcast Network, which is uh, for anyone even listening, any of your listeners, great listeners out there, that uh, have any questions or want to contribute or have any ideas or anything, they can you know get in contact either with the station itself or uh, at info at the DPC drop us a line, drop us any ideas, you want to get involved yourself, want to participate or Brilliant. have any right. questions, yep, that's uh, that's something that's available for everyone, especially with a, a bend towards the Australian market.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea and we'll share the details um, to get in contact later. What are these? do you know about this, David, those pop vinyls? I, I see them in a lot of stores. What yep. are they?
4: Okay, the uh, those are those little bobblehead toys that you may see. Uh, oh yeah, I know what they are. Yeah, at... Uh, video game stores, at toy stores and news agents. And they've actually, uh, over the last decade, become massively popular. They, they make anything to do with pop culture, from serial characters to rock stars, rap stars, to superheroes, anything in between. You can buy any character you want. And they have become, probably after comic books, toys and sports cards, number four on the sort of collectibles. And it's something that is cheap, easy to collect. And, you know, anything that you like, you can pretty much rest assured there is a pop vinyl figure <laughs> that you can get for that.
1: So I think I have a Beauty and the Beast one. If I keep that in the box in 20 years, is that worth a $100,000? No,
4: I don't know about that. <laughs> um, you know, th- always keeping them in the box, keeping them in as good condition as possible is, is a key to getting... You know the maximum uh, but everything as usual as normal is sort of dependent on rarity or scarcity right. uh, may, you know and everything over the long term does gain in value so if you do want to keep you know take beauty and the beast out of their box enjoy it but you can put it keep in the box if you want to resell it later on mm.
0: well i know my brother used to be into collecting pokemon cards and now he's so into collecting these basketball cards is there the same market for these hobbies yeah,
4: yeah, definitely. As I said before, the sports card market is pretty much what's pushed everything over the last sort of year, especially sports card, basketball and baseball cards in the States. Pokemon cards, uh, Magic the Gathering, all those sort of Dungeons and Dragons sort of collectible cards that people collect all have massive, massive increases in sort of value. Uh, there's stores for them even here in Sydney. I know quite a few stores that are starting to sell them. And, you know, you should tell your brothers to start keeping them in good condition because those are really where things are taking off at the moment. Really? Um, yeah. Big Gosh, money I'll there. know. Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you know about those basketball cards that are online videos?
4: Yes. The NFTs. Uh, non- they sound wild. Non-fungible tokens. It's a thing, the internet with the, you know, the growth of the internet that's increased over the last year. Uh, a lot of businesses are starting to sell the rights to, for example, a specific 10-second clip of, of a basketball match where you can have the exclusive rights uh, to, you know, for example, a, a play of LeBron James or Michael Jordan doing a slam dunk, and you pay for the rights to be the owner of that, that highlight package. And uh, they have been going for insane prices lately, hundreds of thousands of God. dollars just to have the rights to that.
1: So why would you pay for a 10-second, the rights to a 10-second video that you could get on YouTube? and watch for free Mm. the whole
4: (laughs) that's true you can and these videos you can just go yeah on youtube and watch it um i say it's that sense of ownership it's similar to art so you know the mona lisa i can look at a picture of the mona lisa any time of the day but if i owned the mona lisa and mm. I would go to the Louvre to watch, to look at the real Mona Lisa. So I could just get a, a print and put it on my wall, but it's not the same thing as owning the real Mona Lisa. So I, it's I a get similar.
0: That. Yeah. No, I get that because Christian is obsessed. It's my brother obsessed with LeBron James. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the only thing he wanted for his 18th birthday, which was the other week, was a jersey, LeBron James jersey signed by him. And it's literally, and he was like joking about it. Mum's like, yeah, sure, I'm going to get you that. And then she did because <laughs> it was like, Second birthday in lockdown, his 18th, and he was like, This is like the best thing I've ever received in my entire life. And but it's so, yeah,
1: that makes sense. But yeah. imagine an online picture of a jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: no. I, so I get that. It's yeah. not the same. It's like, I get that.
4: Well, all that sports memorabilia as well, that's, you know, huge, uh, especially the basketball jerseys, things like that, autographed. So, you know, or, you know, for example, your brother. So there's someone, a market, someone that's into that type of stuff that. Over years, you know, that number grows exponentially. So you can see how that market has always sort of been there and is now just expanding.
1: Okay, so with the comic books, what makes a comic book sell for 20000 Ah, God,
4: it's, uh, it is, there's, a lot goes into it. Uh, the condition of the comic, the rarity, how, you know, the supply and demand, how many, how much person is prepared to pay for it.
1: So when you say condition, how do you know what the condition
4: is? Uh, Well, this really is where everything's changed recently. There's, uh, in the early 2000s, there was, it used to just be a subjective thing where you would just say, this is a comic in near mint or mint or fine condition. And, you know, you were reliant on that person being honest and, you know, being an honest adjudicator on the value of their comic. But in 2001, there was a third party company created that actually grades the comics uh encases them in these sort of glass encasements puts a barcode and a label on it gives it the grade and anywhere in the world you can go online type in that code and it will tell you the exact condition of that comic so that for officially graded, yeah and and that has really sort of enabled the market to sort of go be on the up and up so you're not relying on some person's version of what they think yeah. the condition of the, the what they're selling is it's And do you a Mar-
1: sorry do you reckon if there's a marvel movie coming out or something that would raise the value
4: yeah definitely that's good thinking that's that's what a lot of people do that they look for characters that are going to be in movies or tv shows especially all these new marvel tv shows and you know any comic that's a first appearance or has that character in it will shoot up in value and that's happened quite a bit over the recent times
0: by the way, the nerd question was not my question. No, yeah, I'm no, sorry. that's all right, that's all right.
4: I've, uh, yeah, no, I I, I agree. It's uh, it's, it's a real negative stereotype that everyone used to have. I, I even, you know, when I was young and, you know, very young and with friends or my parents and I actually got into it, it was, you know, going to comic stores at, you know, Rushcutters Bay or in the city and Liverpool Street when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12. But, you know, like everyone, when I came you know, fourteen, fifteen, discovered girls and going out and partying and Kings Cross. I sort of forgot about everything and gave it up. And I, you know, I used to see The Simpsons and see and go, look at those nerds and what's going on here, <laughs> and you know. But uh, you know, once I got back to normality and reality, and I, you know, thought I need a hobby that uh, is safe and you know might make me some money. And then I, you know, rediscovered what I had, you know, always sort of known about and sort of I think with the influx of all those Marvel movies and the fact that you know, the only movies made nowadays are about superheroes, uh, sort of got back into it. And I think that's a, a mm-hmm. common story for a lot of a lot of people. Uh, so yeah, so I, I do understand where the nerd comment comes <laughs> from, don't worry.
0: No, well, I just um, have a question just off the top of my head then. How much money have you made from this? Because surely you have a large collection.
4: Uh, yeah, I... Um Oh, God, I, I wouldn't put it.
0: Oh, like two hundred grand. You no, know. no. If I had that, I, I,
4: I wouldn't be here. But uh, <laughs> I would. Uh, I would say that at the moment, I'm really just flipping things. Yeah, I'm. You know, and this is one thing. A, a common refrain, I think, from a lot of uh, collectors is that you sort of are building up. You know, and it is. I don't know. Close to. you know, you know, Could some people say? My family members say it's like an addiction for me because, you you know, you get something that you've been going for and it's, you know, the thrill and the rush. Well, now the next goal is the next sort of tier step up. So I've got to now build up to that. I'll flip a few of these, get rid of them and try and get bigger and bigger till I get, you know, the Holy Grail or whatever it is you're sort of really, really sort of looking at as, as the goal.
0: It's a healthy addiction. Yeah, that's a good one.
3: Yeah, yeah,
4: not not healthy on the pocket, but yeah, yeah. it is. It is healthy, yeah. Yeah, well, it's an investment. You can yeah, get that yes. way.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you specifically collect certain series, or how do you kick when this? Yeah,
4: 20? I do. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, much like. Like you asked before, you guys asked before, I'm into Batman, so I like the Batman stuff. Spider-Man, you know, I like the main characters. yeah. 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 (laughs) So, you know, and he's made, you know, the prices go up, just the fact that he's so popular. But there's a big, Mm. uh, I think, influx now of independent comics, which uh, I think, you know, a lot of horror comics, a lot of independent distributors and comic makers there's a, a show coming out on netflix soon which uh, is based on a comic that just came out last year called something's killing the children which uh, mm. has become really popular so there's a lot of uh, new type of of comic books so
1: with the 80s comics if one is like a key issue or particularly popular is that anything to do with like who created it
4: yeah yeah artists uh, artists authors writers um You know, like Frank Miller, who uh, is the writer of Three Hundred and Sin City and sort of other movies. Uh, He was a comic book writer originally. Neil Gaiman. uh, There's a lot of famous authors, artists, and yeah, their work is yeah automatically just by on account of who they are and the fact that it's their creation uh, worth considerably more than the average.
1: Although it is can come across seemingly nerdy, I think it's quite cool because. In like an age of social media, I feel so many things are curated to us, like on Instagram, like what's trending, this is what you should be into. So I think it's quite cool to hear about something that has nostalgic value and like different elements. Yeah, it,
4: it is Yeah, from. it is a fun sort of thing to get into and, you know, Instagram, YouTube, uh all those social media things like i'm not really big on social media i think it's destroying the world but um you know all those things do help with uh you know with everyone getting into it so but it is something that a lot of people do have that affinity with certain things that they have from their childhood especially you know kids of the 80s or 90s or early 2000s they'll remember things that they were into and you know as they get into their adult years they look back with a certain fondness and sort of look at it and you know well I'd like to get back into that I remember the feelings I had when I was collecting those and that really plays a part
1: and you mentioned I'm thinking about collectibles what else is in that like toys because I remember like there were a lot of figurines
4: yeah yeah that's a big thing um things you know uh, Star Wars toys are you know worth tens of thousands of dollars now oh my gosh. Um, you know those I, I know a lot of kids fr- who are you know older friends or my, like my brother's older brother's age who kids of the 80s who had Transformers or He-Man toys and those some of the prices you can see for those are ridiculous wow. so um wow. yeah massively uh if you have any of those original star wars vintage figures especially if they're still in the box even loose figures are now you know running at thousands of dollars even if they're just lying loose so um toys are something that has you know added to that market and that's why i say popular culture nerd culture you know as you guys would say uh it's <laughs> really sort of envelops everything around that so you've got uh, you've got something that even if you think, well, comic books I'm going to, or toys I'm going to, or this I'm going to, or this, there's always there's guaranteed to be something that, that will sort of Hit your button.
0: Well, good on you. This is actually so interesting to hear. And hopefully you can come back into the studio and continue letting us know how this is going. Yep. Take us along with you on this journey.
4: All right. No, definitely. Thank you.
0: No, good. Well, everyone, if you want to learn more, uh, please go to the breaking to our Breaking Waves Instagram, which is FM We'll have some info up there.
1: And... Thank you so much for coming on. And if you do want to contact David um, and join his collectible scene, info at the dpc.net is where you can contact him.
4: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you. Now for our next song, it is Cool and the Gang Fresh. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: You're listening to People Powered Radio, proudly supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The Community Broadcasting Foundation resources community-owned and operated media stations just like this one, that connect people and tell vital, local stories so that we all enjoy a more vibrant, inclusive Australian culture and healthy democracy. Find out more about our work at cbf.com.au.
1: Thank you for joining us for another episode of Breaking Waves here on 89.7 Eastside FM with your hosts, Arabella Alamy
0: and Alex Healy. And be sure to follow the new Breaking Waves Instagram account, which is, get out your phones right now, go onto to Instagram and follow breaking.waves.eastsidefm. Breaking.waves.eastsidefm. I want to see those followers coming, okay? <laughs> and my personal Insta is alexandra.healy, that's
1: H-E-L-Y. Yep, so we will be away for the next six weeks But next week you will have Shay and Jeff And when we're back, I want an update on your social life, Alex Mm. I hope it's good, I hope it's successful and I'm allowed to go out
0: I'm sure it will be, get out there I know
1: And we hope you all enjoy your freedom and and also stay stay safe Stay safe, everyone
0: See you in six weeks Bye Worst ending ever